0: How are you, Carl? I'm well. It's been a fun weekend of basketball.
1: I know my alma mater isn't in the final today. It's versus Loy- Drake versus Loyola.
0: Drake versus Loyola, and Drake probably should have lost that game. It should have been Missouri State versus Loyola. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm our- supposed to be neutral. I'm supposed to be neutral. I'm not supposed. I'm supposed to play music for all of them and not be swaying the music for one way or another. that's why i have not played any drake songs anytime drake has been on the court we'll talk to our friends ron and joy for the next couple of minutes in fact they'll talk about keep live alive farve and star visit D- rio del mar no man land i'm your woman and in the dark and then we'll talk about coming to america around minute 39 and then around minute 45 raya and the last dragon around minute 50 moxie Around minute 58, the Mauritanian. And then around one hour and two minutes, theater news. Normally, I wouldn't do a lot and the bands would play. But what happens instead is that they have these three-minute commercial breaks. And so I have to play songs during those breaks. Filling three minutes is very hard to keep people's attention. So if you can't start off the break by doing something energetic. So you just you play something that people like. And then once they blow the buzzer, then you get people energized. People don't understand that like, oh, you should have played something very uptempo at the beginning. I say three minutes is a long time to keep people's attention. So it's that's a little inside baseball and and people watching on TV. There's only 1500 people there. So people watching on TV don't even hear any of that part. They hear the part when they come back from TV, they hear the loud thumpa thumpa music. So that is what I've been doing this week.
2: They always say, you know, start off with a bang and then end with something really strong. And the stuff in the middle, people tend to just let it ride. So if you've got that, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking.
1: No, <laughs> no that's no, Joy Gridnick.
2: Everybody,
0: <laughs> our special uh, guest.
1: This, this is a good segue <laughs> into into our guests, Ron Stevens and Joy Gridnick, the famous <laughs> the, together again, uh, yes. together Hello. again legends of radio.
2: This oh. is this is our big strong open.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was trying. I not wait to be introduced, but
1: <laughs> no,
0: that, <laughs> that, that that's very joy.
3: Yeah, Yeah. very much so. But but she was
0: was 100% right. She was 100% right. You start with the bang, you play a sting, then you slow it down, you ramp it back up.
1: (laughs) Joy in the morning. Joy in the morning. Yeah. Around the rest of the day.
3: The science is, of commercial breaks. Jeez. Yes.
1: (laughs) You two have been very, very busy. So we want you to catch up with us about what's all been going on in your lives.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, Ron, you have the, the big well, upcoming you know, deadline here. Uh,
3: we are uh, on the final week countdown of the Keep Live Alive St. Louis premiere on this coming Friday, March 12th at 7 p.m., which you can see on various local radio station websites or just go directly to the source at www.keeplivealivestl.org. And of course, if you can't make that premiere, which should just be fun watching with everybody else and commenting and uh, everyone in it, including uh, Carl Middleman will be watching them. So you can talk to them uh, if you're watching it on Facebook. Uh, yep. But if you can't see it, then it, it will be there for the next six months. Uh, it's free. It's uh, on, you know on demand free. Just go watch it. It's an hour and a half long. And it's chock full of surprises and lots of local celebrities and national celebrities, including well, Sammy Hagar oh, and yeah. Kevin Cronin from Ario Speedwagon and uh, Michael Soup Granda from Ozark Mountain. Da- 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 and Paula
2: da- Poundstone.
3: Paula Poundstone yeah. is on it. Yes. Who else? Greg oh. Warren. Yeah. Greg Warren. Uh, local uh, small, uh, local boy. Joe Marlotti. State.
0: Yes, and they're they're both
3: uh, uh, Carl. Do you agree with me on this? I think they were both hilarious. They were both really they were very
0: funny. My favorite Joe Marlatti story is Joe Marlatti, colorblind. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Joe
0: Marlatti's colorblind, but at that in comedy clubs that matters because there are two lights. One oh, that that's tells funny. you that oh. tells you if you have five minutes, and one if they tell you. So he would just he'd have to go and see which light was where. You know, uh-huh. so because because you know, they want you to rap after so much time because you they, you they give you an X amount of minutes. And so he'd have to go find out which was the red light, which was the white or whatever colors they used. Or even
3: <laughs> even the, the very thought of Joe Marlotti actually finishing on time, just not, <laughs> not likely to happen anyway, even if he wasn't colorblind.
2: Well, you know what? I, uh, if I jump in here just for a second, because everybody's been asking me, where they can see it and they don't really know and I've noticed that a lot of the interviews you've been doing Ron they don't really say and I know you we just say it said, every time. Yes. I know you just said that you can go to this thing but that's I think where. you need to say like what radio stations are actually airing it on Oh sure if, night. If, if
3: you want to go that way you can go to kc 95com you can go to 923wil.com you can go to 1057thearch.com nope. and, No, nope. oh, no nope. that's the point dot com and yes. one zero six five thearch.com yes so it's Kishi W I L the arch and the point
2: good yes okay now see I
0: learned that right now okay so <laughs> or operating. go to onstl.com stl.com you can get it
3: there too yeah oh no uh, no I never thought about you're not that. gonna have it, oh. it yeah we are the production wow. oh my
2: god
0: yeah <laughs> thanks
3: Carl.
2: see this is
0: the
3: kind of thing this, this is
2: why you guys are saying <laughs> <singing. laughs> such a difference. What a great yes. idea. Well, hey, <laughs> well, maybe put it well, on our so own website. I don't Hubbard.
3: know. But you yeah, can also the, you can find us on Facebook and that's where the uh, the what do you it's the live print, you know, they do the premiere where do the where you can jazz comment jazz during the show the and interact with people in it.
0: Now, even yeah. though it is a Hubbard production, there are people that are that are not with Hubbard. JC Corcoran's in it. Yeah,
3: uh, Paul Smash Cook. Paul Cook. Paul
0: Cook. Yeah, Smash is uh, in it.
3: Katie Cruz. Yeah. And Carl Middleman. Yeah.
0: He What? <laughs> huh? I heard Rick Bayless's voice. I heard Randy Raley's voice. I heard a whole, I was paying attention.
3: Of everyone we just named, I Rick Bayless is probably the only one who really donated a substantial amount of money to this. The really? Guy, the guy's got a heart bigger than this show. And that's a big heart.
1: Good, good for Rick. Well, that's great. Well, you have been working on this for a very long time. And well, in, in production,
3: in production uh, time on the production clock, it's a very short time, as you know, Lynn. You know, using something like this, you you devote at least a year to something like this to, to do all, everything that we've accomplished. But we we didn't even know it we would be doing it a year ago. A year ago is when the uh, COVID the pandemic first hit. Exactly a year ago, today almost, you know, almost to wow. the day. Yeah. So uh, six months ago. We started talking about it, and we put together the old, put the, the band back together that did the Casey documentary, and uh, we realized that by that point we had like five months to do this. And when we really started getting into, I mean, we had to start with you know uh, uh, getting a team together and, and, and deciding what it's going to be and writing as much as we can. And we started production about four months ago. So this is a four-month cycle that normally takes about a year in terms of production. Uh, so we're we, it was, that made it a lot of fun. That re- really was a challenge. But I'm telling you, these people were working with like Greg Hagelin. Greg Hagelin, uh, I know both of you know Greg, or Carl. Yes. I know interacted with Greg many times. Very well. Concert promoter who worked for years here with, with contemporary productions. But for those who don't know Greg, he's the guy who produced the halftime show at the Super Bowl, the year you 2 played.
0: Wow, One that of was many the, of best. the yes. best. Is that 2002?
2: Yes. That
3: yes. was when
0: the
2: Rams yes. lost.
0: It it in Orland. Orland.
2: Carl, you're just an, an, an encyclopedia. Yeah. Of, no,
0: <laughs> well, Google right I, I, there. Right I, right no, I, rem, I remember it because it was after September 11th, 2001. And That's when funny. you two did it, they had all the names yeah. of all the people that had passed away yeah. from yeah. the towers and the Pentagon. <laughs> they had it, that behind <laughs> them.
3: It was That was, it was so a, moving. It a dramatic halftime and the most viewed halftime show in the history of Super Bowls. Uh, yeah. and, did. Uh, and it was and fabulous. Kind of, yeah, he's got that. He brought me on. He was uh, handling the Blue Man Group World Tour and brought me in on that, about, I, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. And for two years, I, I worked with him on the Blue Man Group Tour. And, and uh, we became real tight friends from that. And uh, although we've known each other for years, he's, his, his name is on our first album back in 19... 19- 79 <laughs> he came yeah. to the
2: uh, legendary uh christmas parties stevens and gridnick would have in the central west end <laughs> until we stopped having them uh, that uh, portion and but, then everybody yeah. thought that they were the only ones not invited
3: but the, well, <laughs> good, it's a great Greg, great party picked up the phone and in one phone call got Sammy hagar and kevin conan in one phone call for us
0: that's awesome and one of them does a song unasked they didn't ask to do a song they just did it
3: yes yeah, and we can so, say who it was, we just can't say who okay. And Kevin right. showed up with a guitar and uh, starts talking. And the next thing we know, he's into the middle of a song. And by the end of that song, you really feel inspired. I mean, it really, you almost want to stand up and hold up your lighter, you know, <laughs> which, which I think. Like the logo. Yeah.
1: When I was in the yeah, like the college in uh, Bloomington Normal, uh, REO Speedwagon played at the Red Lion. uh, you're dating um,
3: yourself now
1: i know they (laughs) they played like the happy hour at the bloomington red lion uh (laughs) back in yeah so i am dating myself there but that's how long because you know they were u of i guys
2: yeah and
1: and you know they were just up and comers well, well
2: uh, uh, um, what's his name? Ske- Steve Oh uh, well, He was probably he, he with the was in the band before. Yeah. Well, maybe that's probably
3: by that point. Right. That was before Kevin Cronin was in the band, actually. Um, but uh, you know, it's interesting. Both lead singer, are-
0: lead singer Michael Murphy. Michael Murphy is the one that sings "Riding the Storm Out" the original version. That's why Casey only plays the live version because the live version is Kevin Cronin. But the, I'd like the Michael Murphy version much better
3: that's wow. that's see the history this guy yes, has <laughs> it, i know. pay attention the radio show he's
1: the, <laughs> he's the music police in a movie he will yeah. tell you if they have the right year song or if they blew it it
0: upsets me it's so easy to find out too
1: well we used to see you guys in screenings all the time especially the esquire back in the day right all gather so are you still keeping up with movies these days we're
2: trying to, but it's—I uh, don't know. There just don't seem to be any good well, ones. What, what
3: What did Joy make us watch last night?
2: Uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del
0: Mar. Oh my gosh! You—you you are one of the few people I know that have seen it.
3: That's correct. Well, I
2: didn't see it because I did fall asleep halfway through it. But uh. oh, so it was that good. I heard it's not. Yeah, no, Joy, Joy would
3: fall asleep during the the, the World War Three. Yeah, honestly.
2: well, I love Kristen Wiig, and I wanted to support her, even though it was twenty dollars to rent the movie, um, and either, there was no you know coupon anywhere. I I'm a coupon queen. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it did it, it kind of missed the mark. There were there was a few laugh out well, it, loud yeah. moments that I had, and I'm I'm
3: tough, you know. I mean, but it's Kristen. Uh,
2: uh, Kristen, Kristen Wiig.
3: Wiig funny, you know. That's the way I see it. I mean, there's Good. a lot of funny jokes and a lot of. Uh, but it wasn't
2: bridesmaids. N- n- no,
3: no. Uh, it and was this, by I, the
1: woman who wrote bridesmaids with her that right. mumalo yeah. and how uh, uh-huh. was Jamie Dornan?
3: But but I Jamie I thought Dornan. it was I thought it was Jamie creative, Dornan but still, was. you got you got, <laughs> he you the, got he's the
1: guy that they're both
2: in love with. Oh well, he does this hilarious, uh, and I don't know why there he breaks into like a music video or it doesn't seem uh
3: well that's to have any that's really kind of it. comedy yeah uh, but yeah. it's very funny because uh he's great yeah <laughs> but but again it you know it's it's a lot of funny jokes and creative ideas but it's based on a on a weak story you know it's just like a almost a children's style, it's very you know?
2: simplistic yeah. and it's like a little disney movie plot line, yeah, right and Kristen wig plays the evil sorceress and uh in the that's Oh, that was Kristen that was also. Really? Yes. Really? Wow. Yeah, she's yeah. she's doing a
0: dual role.
3: <laughs> I should have yeah. fallen asleep with you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but well, the way, you paid it, attention but, and still didn't notice it.
3: Yeah. yeah. But Joy is do you remember how loud Deep Purple at one point back in the 70s was considered the loudest band in the world? Yeah. yeah. They well, were Deep, no, it was Deep Purple before Slate. Deep Purple was the loudest band oh. in the world. And we were sitting second row center, and Joy fell asleep. In the yeah. middle of a deep purple.
2: Well, concert. you know. Yeah, but I, she did mornings. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Now I, I understand. I, I don't I understand. sleep except behind the wheel. So now uh, <laughs> I got to catch those Zs somewhere.
3: <laughs> but, I, but I'm saying I, it's in Tristan Wiggs' defense. So, I mean, okay. she fell asleep because of the movie. She fell asleep because she's Joy.
0: Well, oh, if you were uh, going to oh. see a Disney movie, you should have watched uh, Raya and the Last Dragon that opens up this week. You, that's $30, or it's going to okay. be on Disney Plus. In June for free, well, not for free, because you're paying for Disney Plus. But if you have Disney Plus, you can get it June 5th, including with your package. But if you want to see it right now, you can either go to theaters or you can pay the thirty dollars. And if you have
3: to the review of that movie, let let me ask you: Is this this here to stay? This twenty dollar and thirty dollar download ticket, or is this? I think uh, for for now. I think uh, for now. Prices.
1: They will, uh, they will adjust them as the movie ages. So I think if you want to see it right away. Yeah. You have, you have I thought it already it.
2: aged with um, Kristen Wiig's movie. <laughs> not enough, I guess. Uh, but well, the, be- before be- we talk about the Disney movie, is that animated? I don't know that. It, is,
0: it is animated. It's it's not Pixar. It is, it is still 3D animated, but this is part of uh, Walt Disney's animation. We can talk about this movie unless you guys want to talk about... Of, about something else that you have seen joy
1: ron nope.
2: uh actually well, I, I, was I, really uh, I wish you could tell me some things to see honestly
1: <laughs> well um have you seen nomadland yet
2: no and what is that
1: it, i don't know about that's, I can't, our, can't, that's you know. one of our favorite movies of the year and it's it won yes. the
2: Golden globe right for right what? Yes. and
1: it's a front runner for all the other awards it won a lot of awards this year um, it's going to be nominated it, for
0: best director and best picture and best and actress.
1: Well, uh, Dorman, best actress? Yes. Yeah. Oh well, no, she. Uh, I. She'll be nominated, but I'm pushing for uh, Carrie Mulligan and Promising Gell- young, well, young Woman. Well,
2: who's no, movie?
1: Is it a promising
0: Co- young woman? Isn't is the name of the movie? That's that's the uh, rape revenge story. That's the that's the, the that one, one sentence. That's the one sentence review of that. But that was my favorite movie of last year.
2: And what was the name of that it's one again? Promising, Promising young,
0: woman. young
1: woman.
2: Promising young woman. Okay, then that's this, this uh, nomad land. Is that
1: a Cohen brothers movie? No, no, no. It's it's based on a book. It's about people of a certain age who, uh, in the gig economy, they don't have enough money to retire, so they put everything into an RV or a van and they roam the world. They're
2: nomads. Yeah.
1: And it's a, it's a beautifully shot film in the West. Uh, Frances McDormand has uh, her husband has died, and her factory town is shriveled because of the factory closing, the work closed. And so she packs up everything in a van and then she meets people along the way. The movie has real people in it. Frances plays Fern, but the other ones played their real selves. And then David Strathorn, the great character actor. He's another actor in it, but it's just gorgeous.
2: How interesting that they had real people because, you know, they can't write that. So do you think that the uh, writers- Oh, it's still, it's still scripted, it, but th- it's based on their real lives. They're like, they probably
0: said, hey, what happens when uh, uh, they, one of the guys, Bob, is a leader of this movement. And so they probably just had, what, what speech would you give to brand new No Matters? And so he probably just gave that speech and they probably edited it. It is shot cinema verite. So it looks like you're just following her around.
1: Hmm. One of the things is, is that they're very resourceful but they really appreciate the community that's involved. And these people have all lived a life and life has not necessarily been a bed of roses. And so they uh, just decide, you know, hey, pull up stakes and let's just go. So it's just, it's just beautifully touching. And uh, Frances McDormand is such a great actress that she has you from the beginning. You know, yeah. I
2: can't wait to see it. I'm so glad because as I was saying, I just, I uh, haven't seen anything that I wanted to see. And you know how bad it is when you sit down and you're like looking through trailers and just, then you've give up because you spent 40 minutes looking through trailers, then you're half asleep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, what, you know, uh, the movie company that was behind, it was actually, uh, was it Amazon, I think, uh, that was promoting uh, the mar- Marvelous Mrs. Mazel's movie. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about?
0: There's a movie oh, yeah, for Marvelous in. Mrs.
2: Maisel? Well, no. Lynn yeah, you, saw it. Yes. Very and good. What, very
0: well,
2: good. guess what? They, the person who was uh, promoting that contacted the Fountain on locust or my restaurant to say, hey will you you know have like a movie night or just you know tell your people like they can watch this for free and they were trying to promote the movie but never once did they say that this actress is marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> I think that that would have really you know p- piqued some interest and have people, We just thought it was another movie with no names on it. We didn't recognize her. So that was just so odd. What was the name of that
1: movie? I'm Your Woman and it's Rachel Brosnahan. And she's very good in it. It's about a, uh, her husband is uh, a criminal. (laughs) And one day he just disappears. And she is told to to follow, to get in a car with one of his fixers. And uh, she has to change her life. They have this little adopted baby and uh, it's a journey and it's very seventies yeah. like it's you know and it's it's very interesting actually, so I enjoyed the, it.
2: I'll tell yeah. you the, uh, I don't know what it was about it. It just looked like a B movie to me on the surface and not knowing- It's shot, it's shot that way. Okay
1: yeah uh-huh. it's on purpose and also they have a great soundtrack you would love it because you guys are music people yeah
2: now i want to see it now that i lost my
1: opportunity <laughs> now that you turned
2: it
3: down as long while we're speaking i'm sorry go ahead
1: no i was gonna say speaking of fountain and locust yes. tell us what's up there because you have done great work i will vouch for it being a safe environment, and your food is still amazing. Thank you. And I know you've had a lot of bumps in the road because oh, of this what whole. If,
2: I know you know. I mean, how many restaurants didn't even survive? And it's difficult. It was constantly reinventing yourself, trying to. Co- we are a restaurant that is an experience, and, and a so we so we. Uh, just rely on carryout, Oh, carryout wasn't our thing. But now carryout is our thing. <laughs> no, actually, people are coming back. Thank goodness, people are now coming back and they do feel safe. I mean, we actually removed half our tables. We didn't just Distance them, um, so we wanted people to feel comfortable, as comfortable as they could be. Uh, but there's still people that, you know, I'm one of them. I don't want to go to a restaurant. I'll go to the fountain yeah. because I'm, but, I feel safe. But I, I don't trust anything.
3: But you've been very lucky because everybody, uh everybody who comes in does wear masks. Nobody argues about it. No one tries. Right, to right.
2: It, We've know. only had yeah. one guy that had to go back and grumble and get a mask. And of course, we have a mask if they don't have a mask. But. Uh, but now uh, a lot of people are getting vaccinated. So, um, you know, it's starting to, and they're just opening up all over anyway. It seems that they're lifting restrictions. We we can't wait till we get our we're still at 50 percent. So unfortunately for restaurants like ours, uh, it you can have half the tables but it doesn't mean half the staff and of course it doesn't equate down to running the restaurant with half the, the yeah you, uh, you don't cost.
3: suddenly cut your yeah. expenses in half yeah no, that no. Doesn't, the overhead pretty much remains the same
2: but the, we yeah. we saw the the cavalry was coming and it really did and um you know biden got in there and boom things started happening so we're, we're on the other way now
3: all right, now before we get too far, Mrs. Mazel. and I know you guys probably discussed this, but it was supposed to come back in December and it didn't. What happened?
0: Uh, Marvelous, <laughs> Mrs. Mazel? I have yeah. no idea. I have not I watched. My wife keeps.
3: We've stumped Carl.
0: Hey, this is the minute. Yes. <laughs> I do, I don't know because my wife has been wanting to watch it, and then every time I say, "Hey, by the way, it's an hour long show," and she's like, Ugh, "I don't have an hour," so <laughs> so. I have not gotten into it, but we will, wow. we will get into it. And if I was a fan of the show, I would actually have that answer for you. But I have okay. not seen it yet. Um, we're,
2: can we're I into? tell you a, a series like that that we have been watching, my daughter and I watched, and we just loved it. Um, it. And it's so odd. I don't know if you know about it called In the Dark. No. Oh, my uh, goodness. It's a movie. I'm mean, not a movie. A uh, TV series.
3: series. Amazon, I think it's Amazon Prime, isn't it? I okay. Or, or maybe it's Netflix. You're on Netflix. It's a
2: Netflix. I yeah. Think. Okay. Um, and it's. I, I think it's in its third year, maybe, and they uh, they got picked up for more years. And I don't know. I mean, it's. Uh, it's about the main character is blind. It's a blind woman.
1: And oh.
2: flawed—I mean, big flaws. I think this is a trend right now that the main characters are, are yeah, yeah. not, you know, the heroes. They're flawed characters. They're
1: the anti heroes.
2: Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So, uh, she—it uh, started out where she was just pursuing the uh, to find out what who killed a friend of hers who was kind of a street kid, this young black guy that was got into dealing drugs on the streets of Chicago and she being blind of course was at a disadvantage (laughs) Uh, but she continued to press for it and the way the way they did the plot turns boy I only saw one coming but everything else was a complete whoa 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 Uh, it was uh, very very well written it's done by the um no it it isn't it's done by (laughs) I'm trying to think of uh who wrote it? Uh, uh, oh, you know what? It's uh, a woman r- wrote it, r- is a, in charge of it, but I, I, I can't think of her name. Corin
0: Corinne Kingsbury is great. Yeah. It's actually on the CW. Okay. It, it's okay. on Netflix, but it's on the CW. It's been renewed for a fourth season, uh, but the third season hasn't premiered yet. It'll premiere in June of this year. But it's executive produced by Ben Stiller and Michael Showalter. That is it. That's what I was trying to get out of here in my layers of. Oh,
1: wow. My, I,
0: but Ben Stiller is. and Michael Showalter,
2: those are comedians.
0: Exactly. Uh, ben, this is Michael
2: Showalter's one. from the state. Well, I mean, of course, there are funny moments like with, you know, most good uh, shows. But uh, it's, you know, it's a Very serious yeah. uh almost like a cop and robber type thing, which I never like, but this one is- We've seen
0: Ben Stiller do uh, dramatic roles. And so he can appreciate a good drama.
2: That's true. Of course he's not in it. And I, and it was a long time before I, while I was watching before I even knew that, which just made it more interesting, but it was, it was, it's a very, very good, very well-written and very interesting and different show. And then since that we, we went through the binge watch the whole thing. We haven't been able to find anything as good as that, uh, that, you know, we can hang on to now. So we've been watching another one. Uh, it's called Firefly, Firefly Lane. Yeah, I've
0: heard about that. That's on Netflix.
2: Okay. Uh, I (laughs) tried to watch some of those period piece ones, like the, uh, one that begins with a B, you know what I'm talking about? Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yes. It was such a dime novel. It was, you know, those romance novels. It was so cheesy. I thought so. We, we just couldn't. We were coming off that great in the dark. But we just couldn't go to that. So <laughs> it was too light. So here. you
0: can you can watch the third season with just rabbit ears.
2: You don't need to have Netflix or
3: anything.
0: You can watch the third season. It'll be on the CW in June. So. Be, in fact, it'll be on the CW first before it goes to Netflix. Yeah, but because, to
3: a week at a time, right? I mean, one a week.
0: Right, right. You won't be able to binge it. Oh, you'll have to wait six months after June. So like next year, you'll be able to watch all 13 episodes.
3: Yeah, when you're watching it now. Are, are there commercials? No. Commercial, no. Yeah, well, but but
0: they, 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 course, they, they just go
2: dark and then they yes. come right back. Yes, which is even better. <laughs> 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 you can roll one right into the next. Uh, it's great.
3: How'd you like right. our commercials in the... Uh, in uh, the um, uh, keep live alive, did you, start, I, I, did you expect commercials in it?
2: I like,
0: I like the. I'm really excited. I would go see George Thurgood at uh, River City Casino.
3: Hey, this, and, is, this is, hasn't been announced yet, Carl.
0: Oh,
3: <laughs> don't I mean, give any dates.
0: <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Well,
3: uh, <laughs> that's good. Well, one of the things it, in your... to have it broken in this
1: show. Getting back to your telecast, one of the things that you said is there's no pledge breaks, but people can donate. And all along, you have been having very interesting contests for people, depending on their each $10 uh, donation, Mm -hmm. because you're not expecting $1,000 from every person because this is the. The economy yeah. it is so you're but you're offering like like people want a dinner
3: with both of you yeah
2: that's right yes,
3: and, oh, we yeah, came we up with that happen. idea
2: after we had um
3: actually uh, john rich Seven, dalton. john seven came up with
2: oh okay well so, rich dalton uh was the dinner first with di- was dinner with dalton at the, at the fountain. fountain on locust
3: <laughs> but the thing here is first the show itself is not it's a it's not a online streamed concert so nope you know, people are kind of tired of those in a way because they're not really concerts, you know, it's not that. Right. It's also, there are not, there are no pledge breaks. There's not a telethon, even though Katie Cruz called it a telethon in the show. It's not a telethon. It's, we're, we were trying to break new ground with entertainment versus, you know, uh, fundraising. Uh, so there's reminders throughout, and all the stars in it, they remind you, you know, how, how to donate, but you can donate now, you can donate anytime. And we tried to do the same thing leading up to the show, to find a way to raise the money that we raised, and we raised a substantial amount of money, and the show hasn't even hit yet, uh, by doing things like that, by making it fun. And uh, Lynn, we haven't even begun on that. This campaign really starts on March 12th, even though we've raised several several thousand dollars up to this point but we have just begun with the the items that we have um uh, for example and then this one i can break to you because it will be in people magazine this week so you're getting it before people Ooh, yeah how about that people magazine is actually covering this show it uh we have a signed guitar from Sandy Hagar. yeah of wow. you you, you wow. could possibly win with a simple 25 dollar donation so uh well, we've've we've experimented with it because this is a new territory on how to, how to raise funds we experimented with well this is a valuable prize let's make it a hundred dollars or more and then we went to you know what we're we're taking out a lot of people who might want this prize that would donate ten dollars and that's all they can donate so when we went to the ten dollar thing we got a lot more donations because now it's Anybody can do ten. Almost anybody can do ten bucks, uh, but hundred dollars, you know, not 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 so much. It's surprising. However, the interesting part is because we said if you donate a hundred dollars, that gives you ten chances. <laughs> we, we started getting the thousand dollar donations by asking for ten dollars, but if we'd asked for a thousand, we probably wouldn't have gotten it. You know, smart. I
2: will uh, just say something nice about you, right? Oh my God. Yes. 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 Are start, you guys recording? Start the recording. Get down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I don't know of another telethon, quote unquote, that is, is a any interest or um, a production value like this uh it's it's almost an event this is an event compared to you know how it is that somebody's on right. camera well, okay that's, that's, now we have the orchestra playing and you know give us your dollars and all that kind of stuff so this this has turned into quite a entertainment
3: well I, I would give Greg Hagelin credit for that that's his job and and Julie Lally you all know Julie Lally yeah we brought her on board I mean we yes, really we do really amazing talent uh making this happen as consequence we now have 11 billboards out there we're on uh, oh good We're on Channel 4, Channel 5, Channel 11, and two regularly with commercials, which they gave us the time for. I mean, the the local media has been so generous and all the theaters, as as you guys already know, this show was shot on the stage of the Fox Theater, the pageant, a little bit on Delmar Hall, uh, although you don't realize we're there. um, At uh, the
0: Muni,
3: the Muni, Hollywood uh, Casino Amphitheater. Uh, dive bars and, uh, like vices across the river in redbud and charlotte pub, yeah, well, pub charlotte pub charlotte pub right um, over in uh, charlotte and, uh, and <laughs>
2: waterloo illinois did you see yeah that mikey's
3: mikey's cafe over in uh, waterloo mm-hmm. uh, where alexandra k shot. is a- that
2: where in um,
3: alexandra k yeah, is she's a waterloo so good.
2: she's so good
3: yeah um,
1: that's a- she I- is and if you haven't seen her uh, b- uh, music video to Hard Candy Christmas, it's really good. Ooh, I want to- There's see a music it. video. Honestly,
2: I, I didn't yeah. know about her. And, not, and I'm not be, a real big country uh, fan, but uh, boy, I think she's got something. I, and I thought well, Brad
3: Noe was also very compelling. Ah,
2: oh, he was fantastic. Yeah. His segment it was so well-produced and so uh, the sound quality was so well, nice. Well, those two
3: that. pieces were both shot by Kurt Powell. Uh, I hope I said his name right, Sim Shower, Sim Hauer. Um, Sim uh, Kurt uh, is from the <laughs> East Side and uh, oh, he-, he uh, This is the
2: big end, the big finish. No.
3: <laughs> but Brad, Brad, uh, Brad, no, knew him and brought him in, and uh, a guy named uh, Sean um, Sweeney uh, did the audio production on those two pieces. Uh, so well, I'm so,
1: really glad you included the East Side. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Native, Lincoln Theater.
3: We did a piece from the Lincoln Theater, and yeah, I Yeah, we did. George the Sheldon.
2: Oh, my piece. I just hate my lighting. <laughs> it's a wake up call. <laughs>
0: you look, you look great
2: in it. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh my god, COVID really did a number.
0: And of we haven't said where <laughs> Carl is.
3: You have to find Carl. You have to find yes, Carl. Yes, I know
1: he's where an he Easter is. egg in yeah the I'm there. Yeah.
3: Think, think, I'll- out of his <laughs> guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, before we move on to uh, movies, I would like to, and uh, this is a more somber note, but Roy, um, Roy, Joy, and Ron <laughs> used to be on the radio in L.A., and Joy had a audition oh, with Robert God. De Niro <laughs> on the day they found John Belushi at the Chateau Marmont. That's right. I, I was there. there. So, so tell to... us about that. Yeah. Tell well, us about
2: being honestly, there. Honestly, I, Carl, I need your head on this because I 1982. Thought exactly, it was. Uh, I just don't know what was the movie. She was
3: auditioning for a movie. They were looking for a blonde Polish girl. Robert yeah, De Niro but it
2: was a. I. It was a dramatic role, and you know, I. I wasn't the dramatic person, but uh, but it was, and I really didn't get that I was going in, and there's bobby they called him bobby uh robert robert de niro right there in the casting session so it was in a room in the chateau marmont and uh And I came home, and I said, "Oh, Ron, you know Robert De Niro was in this uh, casting session, and it was just a matter of a few hours later that they we heard that John Belushi died."
3: Yeah, I Uh, thought you. So it was. All the police there and everything, and you said no,
2: no, no, no. But
3: uh, the
0: movies that came out right after that would be King of Comedy. It's probably Once Upon a Time in America. That's what Is I thought. That's what it was. I think it yeah, was right. because
2: they were sh- uh, looking for some uh, prostitutes. And of course, you know, they called uh, I, people with experience. But Ron accused me of being some kind of uh, undercover agent because that was one of three worldwide things where i went to like sri lanka when the primadasa's head was blown off i was there (laughs) and they went from they put everybody of course i was safe because i was obviously a american person uh so they wouldn't kill me but if you were out of your hut when that happened you would be shot or stabbed on right there. So uh, that was a very Yeah,
3: and then she was in wor- Russia. She was in Russia when Perestroika was announced.
2: Yeah. So it sounds <laughs> like, well, you know, what am I doing? I've, I've got this little yeah. run around the world and, you know, make it happen.
3: CIA <laughs> person. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, the Robert De Niro thing, it's its interesting. Uh, it, it takes on a different perspective years later when uh, just a few days ago was the anniversary of uh, the death of John Belushi, right?
1: John, uh, March 5th, March 5th. Yeah, yes. there you go.
3: Yeah. And, and Lynn, you brought that up to me. And, and, I, and I remembered that story uh, that Joy was there that day. And then I'm thinking, oh my God, she was in a hotel room with Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Whoa, I, I know, that's a right? cool and story. And does,
2: it doesn't really sink in at the time, but boy. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, that's why the night before Robert De Niro was visiting Belushi there, mm-hmm. and he never talks, never talks about that. Yeah, never, yeah. Uh, discusses mm-hmm. that. But that's why if you see if you have Showtime, the documentary Belushi is very good. Yes. Really excellent.
2: Oh, see, I don't even know about this. This is the kind of... That's that's stuff. Why we, come, that's we should why be we calling on, you guys instead of looking <laughs> through the trailers online. You can tell... I can tell <laughs> you There's what you today. need to see. <laughs> like, like, there are three
0: movies that came out this week and two of them are good and one of them is just fan service.
2: Tell us. What are they? The two good ones. The good movies
0: are Raya and the Dragon and that is on Disney Plus as we talked about it. Uh, then the other good movie but it's it's a teen coming of age movie is Moxie on Netflix.
1: I agree with that. I like that. And then the fan service movie is
0: on Amazon Prime. It's called Coming to America.
1: Yes. That it's is the sequel <laughs> to but Coming I was to inter- America, but I was entertained. So, I'm just we're so going to argue.
3: I told that there are there are some uh, really good uh, callback jokes from the the first Coming to America. Well,
0: The thing is I had never seen coming to America in 1988. I was a senior in high school, getting ready to go to college. So I missed it. I didn't see it. I was, I was old enough, but I didn't, I never saw it and I never got around to seeing it. So once they said they announced this, I watched coming to America a week and a half ago.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: That made my experience with coming to America better because it is nothing but callbacks. And it is nothing but fan service to fans of the original. Every single person from the movie is in it that is from the first movie, except for Eric LaSalle and the girl that played Lisa's sister. Everybody else is alive because the woman that was the queen, uh, she passed away, even though she she still has a major part in the movie. Everybody else is in it or mentioned. And it's I don't know if that helps or hurts.
3: No, I think mean, it helps. I, that's why I brought that up, that, uh, you know, uh, seeing the references to uh, the, you know, the first round is kind of fun.
0: Yeah, but if you haven't seen, I saw it a week and a half ago, so everything was fresh. If but you people, saw this movie 33 years ago, are you going to remember about sexual chocolate? Are you going to remember all of these things that they're it, just but, trying to you know but mention in I passing?
3: Do that though. I mean, when a sequel comes out so many years later, I think a lot of people do that. They go back to see the original first Again,
1: which is
0: it's it's also on Amazon Prime. What do you know?
3: Yeah.
1: Right. Well, I didn't. So I went into this forgetting most of coming to America except the plot and who was in it. So I enjoyed it because they uh, uh, Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy have such great chemistry together. Wesley Snipes is he's a- an
0: addition to the cast.
1: Yes. And last year I met him at the celebration of black cinema in L.A. And I asked him what he was working on next. And he was talking about coming to America. So he's very good. He's enjoying his comeback. And well, yeah, I he, like he worked with Eddie Murphy on Dolomite. I love the barbershop scenes. He walks in the door and they go, oh, uh, here's uh, uh, Prince Akeem, who's now King Akeem. He walks in the door and they go, idiot. I mean, and then somebody calls him <laughs> Mufasa and one time we wants
0: to Yeah, I
1: and love, Ebola. I love the whole thing with he and Arsenio Hall playing all these old guys in the barbershop and then. I actually enjoyed some of the new characters. People have issues with them, but I like that they concentrated on the next generation. And I like that it's in Africa. It's yeah. very lush. It's a beautiful countryside. They're actually not in America very much. No, they're, they're uh But Rick Ross, the rapper's house yeah. is the one they use for the palace. Because I was like, where is this house? It's so huge. And uh the costumes are by the woman who won the Oscar for Black Panther, Ruth E. Carter, and they're fabulous. So the whole heritage of Africa is portrayed. So there were elements I really enjoyed. They have a lot of old school R&B acts come pop up. Gladys Knight. And and Vogue and Salt. And, and salt and pepper. So um, it's I enj- I enjoyed it. I was in the mood. Sometimes I have to watch many serious things and I was in the mood, but it's not getting good reviews. But it's, I get- it's I- it's
0: OK. So everyone gave Star Wars a whole bunch of trouble, and said this is for the fanboys. This is just this is just fan service. This is nothing but fan service. If if you're going to rag on Star Wars for being you're just making the fanboys happy with Force Awakens. That's what coming to America, Eddie Murphy and all the people, it's the same creative team. It's, uh, uh, Barry Blostein and David Sheffield who did the first one and Craig Brewer, they know what worked in the first one. And they're just creating it with the addition of Tracy Morgan, Leslie Jones, and this younger cast.
3: And there's there's certainly nothing wrong with that. I mean, people, the, there's a there's an audience ready, waiting for it out there. Give it to him for crying out loud. And it's been how many well, it's, years?
0: It's even funny, like in the very, in the first movie, cause like, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a young Garcelle Beauvais. And then she shows up for one scene in it. And I thought, oh, now that's, they really paid attention to detail. And Louis Anderson is in this as well. They paid attention to a lot of things that normal people, when they're making a sequel 33 years later, would have missed.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. done with love. It is done with love, and they look like they're all having a ball. Yeah. And uh, I, I enjoyed. It. Craig Brewer is the one who who directed. Dolmite is my name, and he did a he he did a great job with that. And that same vibe is back with this.
3: Well, you have to appreciate what you're saying, Carl. That that they 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 didn't just see it as easy money. They they wanted to really create recreate. Uh, the, the movie you know well uh, this-
0: the one thing the first ones rated r with a whole bunch of nudity, and n words and a lot of f-bombs this one's pg-13 ah, so interesting it, like eddie murphy talking in the 80s it has uh
2: calmed down a little bit
3: very interesting well he's got kids <laughs> yeah
2: and you know if you don't mind i i it occurred to me that i was saying something about in the dark being having a flawed main character uh and i didn't want to say that the character was flawed because she's blind she no was, she just fyi uh she is flawed because she has sex with guys all the time randomly with no what's wrong <laughs> there's no flaws in
0: that joy <laughs>
2: Exactly, and
3: now you uh, offended Carl.
2: <laughs> there are no flaws in someone like that. They but she's also
0: girl power.
3: power.
2: So uh, you know, those are the two <laughs> that you were thinking. Well, that, that's uh, a
3: good point. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. you're not okay.
2: She's she's it's not like oh she's, she's just blind. Yet she's
3: a great blind.
2: person. She has all uh, some flaws, and blind is not it.
3: <laughs> yes, and she voted for <laughs> Trump. So
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: So. All right. Lynn, I saw your I saw your face when I mentioned Raya and the Last Dragon. You were not uh, you said it was so so you didn't yes. think it was
2: cute.
1: Uh, um, I will. Uh, Well, I thought the animation was very sophisticated and detailed and gorgeous and one of the best looking Disney movies I've ever seen. It's fantastic. And I always love a good female empowerment story. But I have issues with okay, and Aquafina is great as the voice of the dragon, very funny. But the dragon looks like something out of a Saturday morning cartoon. In this, like,
0: (laughs) I just—it's not based in reality. It's a fantasy. This place doesn't exist. Dragons weren't real, and people (laughs) like. So, is this a Chinese or Japanese or Filipino? It's none of those and all of those because it's not real. It's a fantasy world.
1: But okay. So the story is this fantasy world and dragons roam the earth and everybody was happy, but then they had warring factions in this realm called Kamundra. 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 And so now there's five warring factions and nobody can get along. And And they're all named
0: after parts of the dragon. You have the, uh, the talon and the heart and fang and uh, tail mm-hmm. and one more. Come on,
1: I can get it. Spine. I was gonna say spine, but I was letting letting you do that. <laughs> um, they have an orb that is magical crystals, I guess, and it's all take. But when they're fighting, it's all torn apart. Well, this girl who I just totally forgot her name, the lead, Oh, the lead. speaking
0: of Star Wars, it's Kelly Marie Tron from uh, yeah. Rose Tycho from Star Wars.
1: She becomes this warrior and she is she is hell bent on getting everybody unified. But she has uh, an enemy. And then uh, she decides that if she finds the last dragon, that that will help her. So it's a journey. Through all these lands, and Alan Tudyk is in every Disney movie, and he plays this creature that is like a crustacean bug kind of thing. And it's an then- armadillo
0: pill bug
1: kind yeah. of pug. It's weird, but it's called Tuk Tuk, and it and she which is what's what, what they vehicle. use
0: in Thailand to as as as, as that- to get around.
1: <laughs> so that- she's that- she's that- roaming, yeah. She's roaming the scorched earth. And then uh, it's her journey of people she meets along the way. And then she does find the dragon Aquafina, who's voiced by Aquafina. And uh, they have Sisu. And uh, it's a very it's an interesting film in terms of the journey, but the tone is all over the place. Well, if you liked the
0: brothers from Brave, you will love the baby and the monkeys from raya and the last dragon they are the best side characters in this movie and she has a lot she has she builds her own crew and she builds her own she builds her own uh squad as it were but the three monkeys and the baby are some of the best sidekicks disney has made in a long long time and i'm even including the three trio of brothers from brave
2: well, I'm with you, Lynn. If it, <clears throat> excuse me, if it is a um, beautifully drawn and illustrated film, uh, that alone will get me. I mean, uh, if you remember the beginning of just Beauty and the Beast, just the opening shots, Bell. That's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> the layers of the, you know, the artistry. It's it's really really nice.
1: Yeah, well, also I get to be. So I mean, it's
0: you know. Lynn, you, you didn't mention Gemma, Gemma Chan. She's,
3: she's the not. antagonist
0: She from Crazy yeah. Rich Asians and she's got a very storied history and she's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and so is Benedict Wong who is also in, in part of the squad and then uh, Daniel Day Kim from Lost and Hawaii Five O plays her dad who, is, who believes in people. He believes in people. He wants people to get along and not fight. <laughs>
1: so it's a it's a good message it's maybe not executed the best but the 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 beauty of it is just stunning i
2: I enjoyed it very much see i would never go see this now i'm gonna go see it please do (laughs) and you
0: said you have netflix i enjoyed the movie that came out last wednesday it's directed by amy poehler it's called moxie it is a teen coming of age movie i don't like it as much as i liked uh ray and the last dragon it's because i i have a teenage daughter and i know what's going on with these things and it's wrapped up very tidy at the uh end and i i understand what they're trying to do this is this is uh you know how mean girls had a message this is a message that's all about me too and time's up in high school mm-hmm. and it's very very well done but because it's you know a two-hour movie it has to wrap up and there are definite villains the the patriarchy is the villain and the establishment's the villain uh Marsha Gay Harden plays the uh principal of the school and she is part of the problem for these high school girls, not seeing, not being seen and not, uh, and letting the football team get all the glory when the girls soccer team has gone to state. And it's, 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 it's a good film for these times. Hadley Robinson is uh, she was in little women and she was in utopia on hbo she's the lead in this and she plays amy poehler's daughter so amy poehler is once again like she was in mean mom, uh, mean girls she was the mom in that but she was like comedic this is a amy poehler plays a uh, a riot girl from the 90s uh, somebody who loved to protest and gets offended if someone holds the door open for her and she's at the grocery store and someone uh, the, the bagger says, would you like me to put those in there? And she's like, I can bag my own groceries. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they show extremes of that. And the kids, most of the people that are getting um, uh, uh, noticed for this film, Patrick Schwarzenegger, who is the son of uh, Arnold, he plays the Anne main jackass. In fact, in fact, they have stickers made of him. I'm an asshole. And they keep putting it all over his locker. Um, he's he the he's the head stuff. of the football team, and so he his huh. life is perfect for everybody at school. But of course, in, in the uh, culture we have now, he feels like he's a victim also. And these kids,
2: the um, uh, accent of his dad. Oh, no, no he, no he's no! I think he's Maria Shriver's
0: mom, son. His,
1: yeah, his mom's Maria Shriver, and you know, yeah. he he sounds
2: like
0: he the wouldn't. typical uh, American kid.
1: OK, yeah, you know that she would not allow any behavior of the character in the movie. But what I like about the movie, it's based on a young adult novel. So there's already this story. But Amy Puller directed it and starred in it. And she plays a mom who doesn't let her daughter get away with everything, which I liked. She's not a permissive parent. She has lectures with the daughter. The daughter gets um, uh, wound up because of she sees all this of. Uh, favoritism to the boys in school and she just thinks what's going on uh the new girl is the subject of harassment by Patrick Schwartz. Uh his characters Mitchell Mitchell yeah. Wilson he's the quarterback he's the golden boy and he treats her horribly and uh the the lead girl notices it Vivian notices this and she, Is inspired by her mom and she creates this zine called Moxie and she leaves it in the restroom and all the girls get fired up about speaking up and saying this isn't right but as Carl said Marsha Gay Harden's the the uh principal and the girl goes to her and says I'm being harassed by Mitchell Wilson she goes oh don't say the word harassment because then I'll have to fill out a whole bunch of forms I have to do paperwork that way Mm-hmm. But what was the word she said? If you say you're annoyed by bothered, him, bothered. bothered. By him.
0: If you're they- bothered, bothered, we can have a conversation. Harassed means I have to fill out a whole bunch of paperwork. Mm-hmm. And uh, the girl Alicia Pascal Pena, she's fantastic too.
1: She is. She must be new because I, I didn't notice many credits for her. But all the all the kids are believable in this film. And uh, Josie Tota is a
0: trans woman. But she was when she was younger, she was a Disney star as she played the little brother of like uh, people on Disney channels. And she was on Wizards of Waverly Place. And so she is actually playing a trans high school student. It's it's very subtle, but it's if you are in the know, you're in the know.
1: Well, she tries out for uh, the school musical Little Shop of Horrors. As and she Audrey. wants to be Audrey. But and they,
0: there's yeah. there's a throwaway line that's she's going by CJ, so it it there's a throwaway line that she had probably transitioned that year, and so they she keeps saying all the teachers call me by my old name, so the teachers are dead naming her at school, calling her by her boy's name, her birth name, and so it's it's subtle how the issues of today are just being done through
1: another high school coming of age movie, right? -hmm. There's a character that's in a wheelchair and she's like, that's fine. Just clog up the, you know, ramp, move, move out of the ramp. Don't just stand in front of the way of the ramp. And she's in the band and they're like, Oh yeah, just wheel me in the back. So no one can see me. Mm -hmm. So it's very, it's very good. It does take on the issues of today. Uh, Vivian's boyfriend is, is the greatest Teen boyfriend. He's just very <laughs> sensitive. I think post Twilight, the good boys are always these just totally sensitive. Oh, you know, boys uh, that uh, see the woman as a human being and not as an object. And I just totally forgot his name. I was going to write it down. <laughs> uh, his name is Nico.
0: Her Aga. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong but I've, I've not seen him either, but he's, he's cute boy. And they're saying that he like had a growth spurt over the summer. Cause like they used to call him the shrimp and now he's, okay. now he's taller than anybody in the class.
3: Well, uh, and Carl, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you here because I, it's important. I think you've discovered a new format for a podcast, a movie review podcast. You get people on who haven't seen a movie mm-hmm. and they're not really interested in seeing it. And then you convince mm-hmm. them to see it. <laughs> because it brings so much more passion in the way they But you do the opposite well, uh, as well. Someone who's seen a movie or wants to see it and very enthusiastic about it and you talk them out of it. Because it's <laughs> so bad. Really.
0: If you're a fan of coming to America, see coming to America all the way. If you, you can't go into it blind though, because you will, you'll miss half the jokes. Because some sequels you don't need to see the yeah. first movie this one you definitely have to have a, a remembrance
3: good. yeah well, that's it's good advice um we ha- we have to move on i mean uh, you guys can keep going that's okay with me well, <laughs> we're, we, those 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 were the three <laughs> movies uh, of the week calling guys i gotta go <laughs> the,
0: those were the three movies of the week um and well i I've, do have
1: i do have another one i do have the mauritanian which is now out on video which oh, i, I finally saw I so,
3: so is that something to see
1: Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <Good night. laughs> the Mauritanian is the true story of Mohamedou Al Slahi, who was kept by our government for 15 years without being charged. And that doesn't seem right.
0: Oh wait, Does, is this is this one of these uh, Guantan- Guantanamo uh, yes December Be- yes. eleventh kind of things?
1: Yes, it's Guantanamo diary, is his book which he details his fight for freedom. This is all based on real characters. Uh, he is accused of being the recruiter for the terrorists that attacked the Twin Towers and the Pentagon. And he uh, was under such uh, duress during the interrogation techniques of no sleep and being abused and all these horrible things that he signed a confession, but he maintained his innocence the whole time. So crusading lawyer Nancy Hollander is played by Jody Foster. She is assisted by Terry Duncan, who is played by Shailene Woodley. That's why they keep thanking Aaron Rodgers because she's engaged Aaron Rodgers. And Jody Foster is a big Packers fan also. Okay. And then uh Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Couch, who is the prosecution, is played by Benedict Cumberbatch in a Southern accent that he totally nails, and he is a producer of the film. Oh, okay, so it's done by Kevin McDonald, who did who directed the last King of Scotland. Okay, and it's very compelling. It's a very. Well, pr- he has
0: a, he did he did a uh, he did a documentary about uh, the. Munich, uh, not the Munich, the, the seventy-two Israeli uh, thing. Uh, one day in yeah, September, that... he won an he won an Academy Award for that.
1: Aha, that is a great film. I saw that. I didn't know that was Kevin <laughs> McDonald. Oh my God, it's such a good movie. So this is he has very much ra- righteous anger in this direction of it, and you know where it's going. But the lead mm-hmm. guy, Tahar Rahim, is fantastic. It better is better than perform-
0: Jodie Foster, who keeps getting uh, mentioned for awards.
1: Yes. He is he's better
0: than she is. Wow. Yes. Good.
1: He makes you feel what he feels and he is a good actor. He is from that movie, the French movie, a prophet from okay. 2009. Yes. 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 Really and he
0: played. He,
1: he was in the Mary Magdalene film. He played Judas and he's, he's very good, but no, he's so good in this. It's a procedural film. So it's fairly dry in parts because they're going through boxes of files Mm-hmm. You know? but Yay. overall it's very compelling and I'm really glad I saw it and it was way better than I thought because I thought it was going to be very dry and dull and 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 but no it says a lot of good but things. It wasn't. no no the acting is what puts it over the top I think well real quick uh before we wrap up to they because it's so fun to talk to Joy and Ron, and they always have so many good things coming up. Um, we have some theater things that I gotta mention. Uh, oh, I it did. is, um, St. Louis Actor Studio is going to have a, a 45 or so minute play called the Zoom Play, and it's written <laughs> by a graduate of Burroughs, John Burroughs High School, Hannah Keim, and uh, it's directed locally. Anna Maria G and uh, a nice cast. It's going to be March 18th to 20th, live streamed at 8 p.m. Those three nights. It is free, but of course, they'll take donations. Same thing with Stray Dog Theater, who are our friends. We, we had Gary on before. They're having a new Works Laboratory song series. No fee, no tickets. It starts Monday, March 8th. And it'll run through the end of March, March 31st, and uh, go to their website, straightdogtheater.org, and you can see it. And if you want to donate, that's fine. And then the big news out of Shakespeare Festival St. Louis this week is that Andre DeShields, who won the Tony last year for Hadestown, is going to play King Lear in the park this summer. Wow, that's good. Yeah, June 2nd to 27th. So the play that was going to be last year, Much much Ado About Nothing, is going to be next summer. But this is a touring show that they're bringing in. And I'm sure because of the, all the COVID stuff and everything. this Well, because they happened.
0: probably couldn't have auditions.
1: Right. But Andre DeShields is a huge guy, star. He won an Emmy. He won a Grammy. And he's won a Tony. Well, someone needs to put him in a movie. I know. I know. So, uh, what do you have going on, Carl? Anything? More basketball. Well, we'll be back next week. We did love, uh, uh, WandaVision. I'm right now going through it, binging it. I'm not
0: going to tell you anything about it. because I know it
1: took a, uh, it took a strange turn. Uh, when I finally had a drop the episode last night and get to bed, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, there's a lot going on and uh, we have a ton of stuff streaming on our uh, on vid- DVD on Tuesday the movie documentary by Alex winter about Frank Zappa is mm-hmm. now available so excellent but, yeah so we'll we'll wrap up more next week I think next week's kind of a low week in terms of film well we can we can
0: talk about everything that we haven't talked about yet
1: right (laughs) well everybody stay safe uh hope you get your notice for your vaccine uh enjoy the beautiful spring weather it just puts a spring in your step doesn't it carl
0: yes it does
1: i'm lynn Venhouse and i am on uh ktrs every thursday i'm in the webster kirkwood times i have my own website poplifestl.com and i'm on all the socials carl where can we find you
0: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Carly intern. You can see my hockey horn test, which will be uh, coming up again next Friday. And you can hear me on the intercom family of radio stations at uh, whenever I'm on all the time.
1: Well, tonight is Critics Choice and I voted. I turned in my ballot on Friday, so I'm looking forward to seeing what one and it's going to be a much better show than the globes were and that (laughs) is going to be tonight six o'clock on the cw which is channel 11 in st louis thank you so much for coming on and uh we will yes and we will uh definitely have you back to talk about your uh, amazing lives and your uh projects because you guys are always going 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 Oh, there's
2: a lot going on that you don't even know about. Hey, yeah, I
3: know. you don't want to know about.
2: <laughs> yes. um,
3: all right, thank you. Both thank you.
2: Little
3: t- Enjoy
1: the
0: live. Alive.
1: Yeah, keep live. Alive. Thank you. Have a good day. It's beautiful outside. Goodbye, bye. everybody. Bye bye.